0: Welcome to the <laughs> Harland <laughs> Highway. Wait, 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 Okay, sounds like we're having some audio problems. No, that was just me being an idiot. Um, And that's what this show is, me being an idiot. Uh, Wait, what? Welcome to the Harland Highway, all you pavement pounders. My name is Harland Williams. Welcome. We're going to have fun today. We're going to be talking about, have you ever played chess? Have you ever had sushi? Wait do you hear how we combine the two. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. Also, have you ever been in an insane asylum? I I say that you have. I say that most of you listening right now have been in a padded room. I, I'm standing by that. I'll explain why during the Harlan Highway question of the day. Um, also, we have a, 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 an exclusive uh, clip with myself and Adam Carolla from my second podcast called Let's Have a Fight that's exclusive only to premium members for $20 a year. We're going to play you a little short excerpt of the Let's Have a Fight podcast in hopes that it lures you into spending 20 bucks to become a premium member. And lastly, we're going to take phone calls from you, the pavement pounders, and see what's on your mind If you have minds, because this is the Harland Highway!
1: Where am I? What is this, some kind of a joke or something?
2: Welcome to the Harland Highway.
1: What you talking about, Will? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big, bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening?
0: Hey, Harland, it's Shelley. You
2: just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We
0: choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are
1: easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. Yeah. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what?
2: To another dimension. This is Harland Williams.
1: You're a
0: bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. The Harland Highway, question of the day. Okay, here it is. The Harland Highway question of the day. It's a little eerie, but my question of the day is Have you ever been in a padded insane asylum cell or room? Uh huh. You know those rooms, the white padded rooms they put people in when they kind of go bonkers and they go nuts? And if your answer is no, I'm going to dispute that answer. Because I can tell you that you have been in a padded insane asylum cell. You know where? You ever been in an elevator? In an office building or a hotel? Yeah, yeah, I think all of you have. You ever been in an elevator and they're doing repair work to it and for some reason they put those padded sheets and blankets and whatever they are on the walls of the elevator and you get in the elevator you walk in you think you're going up to a meeting on the 43rd floor and suddenly you you step into this this small square confined space with padded walls, and the doors shut behind you. And suddenly, you're in a you're in an insane asylum. You're in an insane asylum, padded cell, and you might even be in there with other people. Oh! Yeah. Oh. Got people with briefcases and coffees and people farting and people, but whatever, whoever it is, isn't it creepy? They, they put you, they, 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 I, I don't know why they put that padding up. It's all the way from the roof down to the floor. And a lot of times it's white, just like it is in the insane asylums. Sometimes it's blue. But it's the creepiest sensation. You feel like you you've walked into a nut house. You're just going up to pitch an idea on the 28th floor. You're you're going up to grab some lunch with your sister who works at a law firm and suddenly you've been committed. You're at the Otis Elevator House for the Mentally Deranged. You're, you're You're at the asylum for those who like to go up and down. It's really creepy. And I'm guessing they put that padding up when they're doing repairs in the office building so that they don't damage the walls and bash stuff into it, but it is creepy, man. Elevators are wacky enough. You know, think about it. Where, Where else in life You get shoved into a small rectangular or square room with complete strangers, people you don't know, people you don't really possibly trust, and the doors shut and seal you in, and you're you're in close proximity to those people. Sometimes 15 at a time, 20, 10, 8. Or even more uncomfortable if it's just you and one other person. And then you throw in the, the insane asylum nut house loony bin white padding? I mean, is that is it, a, is it an invitation to a serial killer party? St- stop the music. This is getting serious, Roger. I mean, it's odd when you're in an elevator. And so I'm just saying, my question of the day was, have you ever been in an insane asylum, padded, white cell, nut house, freak house? And I think the answer for most of you now, now that you've heard what I've had to say, I think the answer is... Is yes, you crazy, insane freaks! Ah! Second floor, hardware, children's wear, ladies' lingerie. Oh, good morning, Mr. Tyler. Going down. <laughs> okay Uh uh-huh yeah uh how many of you like to play chess Do do you ever play chess anymore um and uh how many of you uh enjoy sushi well, I dare say that uh, both of those things can happen at the same time, and without you really knowing it, they do. Uh, what happens is when you go and order sushi, you always uh, the way you you do it with sushi is you kind of order three or four dishes, and if you're with somebody at dinner, they usually order three or four dishes too. You you get the soup, then you get the tempura, then you get a few pieces of tuna, then you get a, a a, like a spicy uh, salmon roll, and then you get uh, some edamame, and then you get, uh, you know, a, a piece of other fish, and then you get a a, a, uh, a, a little tower of sashimi. I mean, there's, there's constantly things coming to the table. And what's funny is when you sit down, you sit down at the table, a, a, a traditional sushi table usually has like a candle on it. There's uh, there's the, uh, the jar with the soy sauce in it. Um, sometimes there's little dishes for you to, to pour the soy sauce in for when you dip your sushi. And then you order uh, waters. you order uh, you order your your drinks. maybe you get a coke. And then maybe you get sake and they bring a a flask of sake to the table. And then the little shot glasses that accompany the flask of of sake. And so you've got all these dishes and and elements and, and chopsticks. And there's all this stuff at the table. And what happens is a lot of the time they either bring everything at once or they'll bring a portion of it. And they kind of, okay, let's plop down the soup, let's plop down this big uh, long rectangular dish full of sushi, let's plop down these the uh, sushi rolls, let's plop down the edamame, let's plop down the dipping sauce, and, and suddenly you're on your little t- sushi table and you're moving pieces around to try to accommodate everything. It's not like when you go to the Cheesecake Factory or Denny's, they slap down one plate. Here's your bacon and eggs, or here's your steak, here's your omelet, here's your chicken fried steak, boom. You know, they put the mashed potatoes and the side dishes all on one plate. Boom. Bacon, eggs, hash browns, boom, all on the same. With sushi, everything's separated. So suddenly, you've got this limited surface space on your table, and yet they keep bringing things and so half your meal is spent maneuvering and manipulating these plates and suddenly it's like sushi ch- chess. It's like tuna ahi to your yellowtail 5. My shrimp tempura to your uh teriyaki eel 7. Uh your your um Octopus to my black cod nine uh, let's see uh, here comes the big move. Uh, here it is uh, oh boy it's uh it's my uh, it's my uh, sea urchin to your miso soup twelve diagonal across checkmate you're paying the fucking bill checkmate I won It's just it's, I'm sitting there the other night doing this with someone, and I feel like I'm playing some kind of bizarre game of chess with fresh, uncooked seafood. I'm moving strips of of, of flesh around on the table. I'm sliding things. I'm man- manipulating It's like I'm doing a Rubik's Cube of raw fish. It's like I'm putting together a puzzle or, a, or something. It's almost like there's some kind of uh, geometry to it all. Like, like when you make a crop circle or you you have to, you know, it's, it's like these paver tiles. You ever see the paver tiles they put in driveways or on streets or like different sh- rectangular shaped bricks that they somehow fit together and they'll, they'll do a whole driveway or a sidewalk I feel like I'm, I'm putting f- f- fresh fish paver stones all over the table, and, and you're fighting for space. There's just, you know, you're just fighting for, for, for just the right amount of space as, you know, the, the tempura is teetering right on the edge. And then, just when you think you got no more room, they they bring you another bowl or plate of something, and you're like, "Okay, let's see, let's move the tempura here, the candle over here. Oh, soy sauce can go right over here. Let's put the napkins on your head. Uh, let's put the uh, the, uh, the the tuna roll over here. Let's. It's just crazy, and it's kind of fun. It's part of the whole fun uh, sushi experience. So. Hopefully you're out there somewhere enjoying a nice game of uh, sushi chef. And as long as the... uh, Or sushi chess, I I should say. And as long as the the food is fresh and good, I guess everybody wins. Checkmate. Or how about uh, charmate? Char is a type of fish. That seems more appropriate. Checkmate doesn't do it. But charmate. Or maybe it's checkmate. I won sushi chess, so you're paying the check. Yeah, that's it. Check. Check Charmate. Boom. Have a nice day. (laughs) Be sure and tell him Large Marge sent ya. (laughs) (laughs) All right, speaking of wicked laughs. Uh, Hey, I've been encouraging you guys to join my uh, premium membership because you get so much cool stuff when you join the premium membership. And one of the things you get is my other podcast. Uh, The only place you can hear it is if you're a premium member. It's called Let's Have a Fight. And uh, my next fight, which is coming up on, uh, let's see, when is that one coming up? The next big uh, Let's Have a Fight podcast is coming up. On March 1st, Tuesday, March the 1st, and it's between me and Adam Carolla. Oh, my God. You know how opinionated and sharp Adam is. So, uh, holy smokes, it was not easy fighting with Adam Carolla. And uh, we fought about uh, incest. We fought about should girls be able to fart. We, we, We fought about global warming and uh here's just a couple of uh clips this is a really condensed version of of what you will get if you join my premium package for only 20 dollars a year uh you will be hearing fights between me and other great comedians and actors and funny people all through the year it's really its own entity and i'd hate for you to miss out for 20 bucks a year you can get it just go to the uh the harland uh highway app on your phone and uh or go to harlowilliams.com and you can uh, download and become a uh, a premium member for 20 bucks a year. So here we go. Uh in order it's uh little clips of me and Adam fighting about incest, girls farting and global warming. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Wait a minute. This this, this is ridiculous. Are you telling me that you could you could interbreed with someone in your own family?
1: Honest, <laughs> horny, oh, family-oriented, on, and one could guy. argue super-family-oriented oh. people into criminals <laughs> for doing something that is as natural oh. as breastfeeding or dropping a deuce oh. on a winter's day. Also, this is something that. Uh, uh, oligarchies and royal families and blue bloods have been engaging in for m- millennia.
0: Yeah, and have you seen Queen Elizabeth's teeth, dude? She looks like a <laughs> lemon shark. Dude, did you not ever watch
1: the Waltons?
0: Were your Did, parents... you, did you or did you not watch the yes, Waltons? And
1: it's time for you to go to bed, John Boy. Yeah. Your parents You never heard were...
0: them in the same room saying goodnight, John Boy's penis. It were... was just good night. They separated.
1: Were your parents related or not? Yeah, no. And look, and look what (laughs) we got. Oh, look look at you. Look what we got. I'm this guy who makes squid noises. (laughs) I'm this close to going onto that friggin'
0: heritage.com or whatever it is and see if you're in love with your dad. Ancestry.com. Yeah, yeah. you and your dad holding hands on Ancestry.com. say. How how would you, why don't you give me an example? How would you even seduce your own mother? What does that look like? (laughs)
1: Seize candy in a Walmart Sleeping bag? What are you... Ins- that they have not... Purged and let out of their system. I can't believe you're making farts psychological.
0: They're just little clusters of green gas that b- b- well up inside your intestine, and you give us the Doctor Phil answer. You're talking about <laughs> it's a fart. There, let right. me stop it. Come me, on. Let me Slappy. doctor. Yeah. I will <laughs> doctor fill
1: your head with some knowledge oh, for a second here. What if there was an emotional version so of what fart? I'm suggesting? So farts yes. are emotional. Coming out of a girl's wonder wheel. What if every time uh, a woman, your girly, was thinking about something, it was gaining interest, it was festering Ugh. and decaying inside of her emotionally? Yeah. It just would come out like she was Can't farting running this. up a flight of stairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'd never have another argument. That's called a machine gun fart, by
1: the way, when there's more than six. Keep going. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kelly. All I'm saying is is what we do with our Teslas, our wind farms, and our solar panels, it's still not going to put a...
2: Dents won't put dent. a dent. Yeah.
1: It will not put a dent in what's going on in China, India, and parts unknown. So, this idea that we can drive this fire truck that has a steering wheel that's not hooked up to any axles yeah. from the back of the hook and ladder truck, it's just turning like it would in front of the supermarket when your mom would put a nickel in it when you were a kid and you just sit there in that little spaceship and turn that wheel yes, that was yeah. just on a carriage bolt, not hooked up to anything. That's us. We act like we're all going to get together. Me and... Uh and Michael Moore and Al Gore are all going to get together. We're going to go over to Arts Deli, and we're going to settle this whole problem. But shouldn't
0: we at least try? You're acting like it's a complete write-off. I mean, there's like there's a ki- there's a, I think a 15 year old kid that has invented some kind of system that it goes out in the ocean. It's this big tower they've planted to the ocean floor, and using the ocean's currents, it's it's drifting all the hundreds of tons of plastic bottles that have been right. just discarded. This was a 19 year old kid that's solving this problem so it's incumbent on the rest of us to try and solve the emissions problem i i can't believe you're knocking tesla when they're helping to solve the problem of emissions
1: yes but if that garbage barge floats out in front of the kennedy estate in hyannisport yeah. it will be sunk post haste <laughs> because they're hypocrites that's what i'm saying
0: now oh, there you go that is just a little sample that's like uh, three or four minutes of almost a 40-minute podcast where we we go at each other man and I won't tell you who won I won't tell you who won the round uh not only do we have the arguments but there were some heavy insults thrown and uh just a blast it's just a blast this podcast very entertaining also informative and a lot of fun um the way it works is one of the fighters, whether they believe in a topic or not, have to take a side. And even if they don't believe in it, they have to become the voice of the everyman and fight for something they might not even believe in, should that be how the, uh, the coin toss comes out. So uh, if you enjoyed that little clip, you're going to love the Let's Have a Fight podcast. As I said, 20 bucks a year. And you're going to hear a whole mess of different people fighting. And it, some of them get out of control. Some of them are kind of soft and subdued and very intelligent. Some of them are just insult festivals. <laughs> you just you just don't know what you're going to get when people are animated, amped up, and fighting. So as I said, uh, go to uh, harlandwilliams.com and check out the app page. Or just go on your phone and type in the Harland Highway podcast on, on, uh, on your apps, and you can download it, and you can listen to this stuff right on your phone. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that sample clip of Let's Have a Fight. Shut
1: up and sit down, you big, bald fuck. Hello? Hello? Hello,
2: Arland. Oh, I recommend you change your diet from chicken chow mein to something a little more healthy. Perhaps a beef and broccoli? Or a, a, a more of a dumpling-oriented diet? What do you think there, Arlen? I think the chicken chow mein is quite quite an old-school, MSG-laden, hellish kind of a meal, don't you? All right, mate. Cheers. Doc uh, O'Larange.
0: Okay, yeah, cheers, Uh yeah, dumplings, um, beef and broccoli, duck a la ronge, uh, And by the way, one of the fakest British accents I've ever heard, but I appreciate the effort. Is I got duck a la hello all. It's like George Michael's bastard stepchild. Uh, but thanks for the call, dude, and thanks for the uh, the dietary tip. Wow. Not...
2: won't be Gravy, Um, I have a sad report for you, I recently saw my first Slitzy, I'm in southeastern Michigan, so uh, unfortunately, it made it east, and I have to tell you, when I saw it, I went, what in the hell is that, Uh, to finish off, this guy's looking, he's wearing a white beater, of course, and uh, he had a beard, that came to a point. So this guy had a lot going on, and, uh... Wow, you're right. It needs to be stopped. Chicken chow mein.
0: <laughs> the old schlitzy. Oh, God. I'm sorry you had to see that. For those of you that d- didn't catch an earlier podcast I did, these guys that put the little ponytail on the top of their head, have you seen it? It's the new trend. It's the new fashion statement. Um... And uh, I, I, I christened it the Schlitzy because Schlitzy is the name of a character that was in a movie way back, I think it was in the 40s or 50's called Freaks, called Freaks, and it was about freak shows in the circus. And there's this one lady who was bald, looked looked like, you know, she was probably had brain damage or something. She looked a little, you know, and uh, she was bald except for a little ponytail sticking out of the top of her head. And her name in the movie was Schlitzie. I don't know if that was her name in real life, but I decided whenever I see one of these goofy dudes with the with the ponytail sticking out of the top of their head, they're called Schlitzie. So I'm sorry you had to see that. I hope you're okay. Get some counseling. Get some therapy. And I think you'll you'll get through it. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned that he was wearing a wife beater for those of you that don't know what a wife beater is. It's kind of like, you know, the undershirt, the sleeveless undershirt that, that with the, you know, the, 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 uh, I guess, I don't know, the, the straps go over the shoulders, not straps, but the, how do I describe it? It's, it's a sleeveless undershirt. Basically, it's like the most basic of all undershirts and they call them wife beaters. And uh, it's just interesting to me that that something so violent got attached to an article of clothing. And the fact that, you know, today in this politically correct world, we often refer to them. I still call it a wife beater. And uh, even though beating your wife is not funny in any regard, it is kind of, you know, if you can take away the violence, it is kind of funny that a stupid undershirt conjures up visions of anyone wearing it probably has an attitude wherein they beat their wife. And so, as I said, taking away the harsh, uh, you know, connotation of of what the term wife beater means, it's actually kind of funny. And it'd be kind of funny if other clothing were just named after, you know, like like if if Jared from Subway had a shirt and and his shirt was called the uh, pedophile pervert, or if uh, you know John Wayne Gacy or Ted Bundy, these serial killers had had pants or an article of clothing like the serial killer pants. Yeah, look at that guy in his serial killer pants. What about Jeffrey Dahmer wearing his. Cannibal Sunday best Oh I see I see you got your uh, Cannibal loafers on today Jeffrey Oh yeah I'm hungry Look out You look pretty good I'll see you later Right Or if you're a moron Or a sex pervert Or a violent person Or you're an idiot Oh I see you wearing your uh, Your idiot shorts today How's that working out for you stupid Uh, Not so good Uh. So it's kind kind of interesting That an article of clothing got not only Kind of a stigma Attached to it but something like Severely violent Wife beater You don't see that at Macy's or Kmart Excuse me sir Could you tell me where the wife beaters are uh, yeah, man. They're just down in aisle seven. You see that big poster that chick with the black eyes and the blood coming out of the corner of her mouth? Yes? That's our wife, Peter Rowe. Okay, thank you. Planning to beat your wife later? Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to slap her around a bit and, you know, hopefully it turns into a beating, but I'm going to need the shirt just to, you know, get it all started. I got ya. I'm wearing one under this college shirt. I beat the shit out of my wife last night. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, nice talking to you. Yeah, fuck off. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. So, uh, hey, thanks for your uh, phone call. What, you want to do one more before we shut down the show? Okay, Roger says take one more phone call and then we'll shut her down. All right, Roger, lay it in. Hey,
2: Harlan. My name is Eric, and I'm calling because I think I have a solution to the whole pen issue that's been brought up over the past couple of podcasts. So, there's this product, this pen called the, uh, space pen. And the reason why it's called the space pen is because it was, or the, the Apollo astronauts used it. They took it to space. And they used it because, uh, it could write in zero G. I think it's called the Fisher Space Pen. And the cartridge is pressurized. So you could, uh, write with it here on Earth. You could write with it upside down. You could write with it underwater, So I think this might be the thing you're looking for, the pen that you're looking for. And I think I might have to look, look for one myself and uh, give it a shot, see if it works. But I hope it works. Anyways, thanks for all the laughs and uh take care
0: all right eric thank you man you know uh, yeah eric's right we had a bunch of calls i was talking about you know why pens run out and why they you know when they get near the end part of the ink comes out and part of it doesn't and you're in the middle of writing an important check and the pen always seems to die right when you don't want it to blah 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 so a number of people called in with some answers for that. And Eric just, uh, you know, told us about the uh, the space pen. And I'm with you, Eric. Let's go shopping, dude. Let's me and you go shopping. And then, you know, we'll get our space pens. And then, you know, let's let's hit outer space for a couple hours and do some writing. You know, maybe we can catch up on some, some letter writing. And then, you know, why don't we just head right underwater And, you know, do some underwater, you know, letter writing and maybe some sketching and stuff. And then, you know, maybe we can go upside down for a little while on dry land, like just stand upside down and and we can write notes to each other and whatnot, dude, with our space pens, dude. Hilarious. I I think it's so funny that 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 there might be a pen that actually exists that does all this. And if there is why don't why why isn't that all they sell? Why why sell any other pen? If you've got a super pen that does it all, why risk getting a regular pen? I mean, what happens if you're in the middle of writing, uh, you know, a grocery list and you accidentally get sucked up into space on a UFO and your pen doesn't work? Or what happens if you're sitting on a boat writing a novel, a speedboat and all of a sudden you hit a wave and go flying into the air and suddenly you're underwater and you're trying to write your novel and your pen's not working underwater because of all the salt. Gotta have a super pen. And let's say you're you're writing, you know, uh, writing your taxes up or something and all of a sudden you're in a plane and the, the plane hits turbulence and you're flying upside down. And you're like, damn it. Damn it, my pen's not working If only I had a space pen Well, all that goes out the window if if we all had space pens, man So Eric, brilliant, thank you This is great news I'm going to get my ass down to NASA And hopefully the gift shop's just full of space pens Maybe they sell flippers too and helmets and upside down harnesses Let's hope I want, to, I want to work my space pen. I want to work it hard. Um, but great phone call. Thank you, everyone, for your phone calls. If you want to leave me a message, if you want to respond to a question of the day, if you want to sing me a song, if you want to tell me a story, feel free to do so. It's just an answering machine, so you're not going to be talking to anybody. You can say or you know sing or do whatever you want. The number is 323-739-4330. I think the thing's programmed to um, to ring about seven times before the answering machine picks up, but don't let that um, deter you. Hang in there and leave a message, and maybe we'll put it on the show here. 323-739-4330. Uh, or you can write to me at harlandwilliams.com. The phone number is also at harlandwilliams.com. Uh, while you're there, please check out my, uh, my comedy uh, schedule, Stand-Up Comedy. This weekend, uh, starting tonight, yours truly will be in Scottsdale, Arizona, at the House of Comedy. Uh, excellent comedy club. Please uh, get your tickets online at harlemwilliams.com And then uh, two weeks later, March 10 to 13, I'll be at the Houston Improv. The Houston Improv in uh, Houston, Texas. And then April 7, 8, and 9, the comedy party starts. Oh, yes, the comedy party. This is a theater tour that I'm doing with uh, Polly Shore, Tom Green, and Bobby Lee from Mad TV. It's all four of us under one roof on one stage, one great comic after another. It's going to be an awesome, awesome show. Tickets are going fast, so please uh don't get left out in the rain april 7 8 and 9 one night only in each town this is happening in iowa and illinois for now and then hopefully we extend the uh, tour out to other uh, locations so harlowwilliams.com for all your ticket information also Don't forget to uh, join the uh, Harland Highway Premium Membership. $20 a year gets you all kinds of bonus material, stand-up comedy, interviews. My second podcast called Let's Have a Fight is exclusive only for premium members. Let's Have a Fight is when I I do verbal battle with other comedians and actors and funny people. It's $20 a year, which ain't nothing. Uh, go to your app store, uh, Harland, or the Harland Highway, and uh, download uh, on your phone the Harland Highway app and join our premium membership. I thank you in advance for doing that. Also at harlowilliams.com, check out our store, check out the site, and, uh, and that's it, man. Uh, thank you so much for being here today, and uh, we will catch you next time. And until then... Um, uh, beef and broccoli, no, dumplings, no, chicken, chow mein, baby! Perhaps a
2: beef and broccoli, or a, a, a more of a dumpling-oriented
0: diet? No, I'm sticking with chicken, chow mein, baby! Duck à l'orange.